Hello, my name is Charlie Moores and you're about to listen to my conversation with pro-wildlife campaigner Rob Powell, founder of Keep the Ban. Now we're talking shortly before Rob jumps out of an aeroplane 10,000 feet above the Kent countryside to raise funds for a very special project to raise public awareness about one of fox hunting's dirtiest secrets, and they have a lot of dirty secrets, and that is cubbing. Cubbing, as you'll hear us discuss, is a disgusting form of animal abuse, a wildlife crime where, to put it simply, fox hunters train their hounds by setting them on fox cubs. Now, Rob is absolutely determined, and I'm absolutely determined with him, to talk about this issue so much and in so many spaces that eventually there will not be a single member of the public who doesn't know what cubbing is and who doesn't want it stopped. Rob, hi. Um, great to talk to you again. Before we get down to the very serious reason why you're jumping out of an aeroplane on June the 8th, happy birthday to keep the band seven just a few days ago. Yes, thank you. No, it's been a long seven years. It's flown by in some ways, but in other ways, it's feel, felt like an eternity um, to be campaigning against an issue that's still not gone away. And for it to be seven years later, in some ways, it's quite depressing um, that we've had to had, have our seventh birthday at all because we shouldn't have had to campaign against this issue of fox hunting and cubbing for so long but if it takes another seven years we're at a point where this cruel pastime is finally consigned to the history books then so be it but yes so i'll reply with a well, happy answer for the happy birthday wishes <laughs> campaigns do take a long time people kind of um and i'm not suggesting this is what you're doing but campaigning takes a long time to change minds and change what's considered the norm does take a long time but you you guys have been doing a fantastic job i mean I'm, I'm really proud to kind of know you and do these podcasts with you it's fantastic so right um how are the nerves holding up you haven't jumped out of a plane before i've not and i've always <laughs> said to myself it's the it's the last thing that i would ever want to do and i know it, it sounds like right rob's definitely just saying this to make it sound better and more frightening but no genuinely it's, it's a stupid thing to do it's it would be the dumbest way to die i've already <laughs> done that googling about the stats of the percentage of fatalities and incidents i've tried to pick the one that seems the most safe so we should be fine i, I mean I've, the, the fox costume has been purchased yeah of course. Which, I feel, yeah you're doing it in a fox costume yes that must be aerodynamic <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm hoping the tail doesn't flap around too much but we should be good i mean my main concern is you know will people have a go for that and go i'll now keep the banner throwing foxes out of the sky but obviously it's to raise awareness about a very serious issue and i figured what better way to sort of grab attention of people than to do a skydive um on a selfish level it means i don't have to train and get into shape or any sort of fitness well i was going to ask you about that you preempted <laughs> one of my questions how do you train because obviously if you're running a marathon or you're cycling 100 miles you start off with a little bit of running and a little bit of cycling um you end up doing a lot of running and a lot of cycling uh plane jumps well, you start by jumping off a chair graduate to the top of the stairs head up to the <laughs> roof how does it work 
Perhaps, perhaps. I've been doing, I mean, I climbed a big hill recently. I went to Edinburgh for the weekend a week or so ago. I climbed Arthur's Seat, which I know is not mm. much of a um, hard on about, but even that, I mean, it's basically a glorified big hill, and even that did get me a bit on edge. There's something about looking over the size of drops that I cannot stand. I've been told by some people, though, that because when you're looking out of the plane, usually there's clouds and there's no perspective there's no um there's nothing to actually judge how high you are so apparently it's okay <laughs> really i'm sure <laughs> as i'm falling down and screaming and it's all on tape uh i'll be eating my words but i'm i'm weirdly looking forward to it now it should be good and maybe it'll be the start of a skydive career who knows who knows i might <laughs> get more yeah, you said you're filming it. You, a head cam are you wearing or or is, is there someone else coming out there with you? I've had to get another person that's going to be filming. It obviously is proof that I've definitely done it. And for the, I'm sure, people that would quite like to see me screaming dressed up as a fox in We all mid-air. want to see that, Rob. We all want fun. to see that. I was reading about it because I've never done it either. It doesn't take very long to fall 10,000 feet, does it? I mean, I've read you, you, there's about 30 seconds in free fall. You yank the uh, parachute and it's about another 30 seconds to hit the ground. Oh, really? It's over oh, quite wow. quick. We expect oh. that to be floating around for quite a while. Expecting a good five or ten minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. I think you've got to go up to sort of like jump out of a 747 for that. Oh, I see. I see. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. Although 30 seconds of free fall without pulling makes me feel a little bit sick. But weirdly, it's worked quite well in the sense of the height and then being able to use that as a means of talking about how many fox cubs are killed. Because I think the feet that I'm jumping from is about eight or 9,000 feet in the end. Um, and of course, anywhere between three to 10,000 fox cubs each year are killed. And that's sort of the reason for the jump. I needed something that had a number in the thousands to be able to then relate back to cubbing. Couldn't have just done 10,000 steps. I could have, I could have <laughs> done that. Now I'm thinking maybe I should have done that, but it will be a good way of highlighting an yeah. issue that's not on the radar exactly. for a lot of people. I've been campaigning against hunting for so long and it was only probably a year into campaigning against fox hunting that I found out about cubbing. It wasn't an immediate thing that even I was aware of. It was only when I turned up to a demo that I think there was only about 50 or 60 people there um, outside Parliament. God, God, this must have been 2016, 2017 now. Right. Um, people were handing out leaflets. I was like, I had no idea. No idea it went on. And ever since then, it's still something that is not brought up no. or talked about enough i think one of the core reasons being is it's so hard to film there's a lack of perhaps graphic viral worthy social media footage around it that can be shared unlike when the traditional main fox hunting season starts and i think with any issue it needs to be something where the public can see what is actually happening and that's what's been so successful for the hunting community yeah, the fact yeah. it goes on dusk and early hours of the morning when lighting's low and it's a very strange static form of hunting where you've got hunters on horseback surrounding wood, wooded areas 
sending hounds in and you know waiting for the, the fox cubs to be torn apart and it's incredibly hard getting any of that on film i think maybe that's one of the core reasons why it's not been exposed to the extent that we think it should be yeah and that is the exact thing that we're going to be demonstrating and showing to the public and releasing in early august when cubbing happens it is going to be very costly the thing we're working on but I've got no doubts that when this thing is released, it will be seen by millions of people. And from then on, a lot more people are going to know about it. And it's just yet another nail in the hunting coffin. And I'm aware my ramblings have now probably answered part of your questions. (laughs) Yeah, we can go now. Thanks, Rob. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, I think it, it, as I said in the introduction, it it is one of the secrets of, of hunting and they've even tried to change the name because they, they realise we're all picking up on what cubbing is. It's hunting fox cubs. So they've changed it to autumn hunting. And they even sometimes say we're going out to exercise the hounds in autumn. And that's exactly what they mean. Um, can you explain why hunts need to train their dogs on fox cubs? Well, of course, the thing is hounds wouldn't naturally kill foxes. They have to be trained by scent. They have to be basically brainwashed into following the scent of a fox and have to practice that act of killing, ready for the main hunting season, especially hounds that are new to the pack. So that's why they do it. They need to get the hounds to do what they want when they need them to be doing it. Um, and cub hunting, cubbing, autumn hunting, whatever they want to call it, is the means of doing just that. It happens between August, early August um, and the end of September. So it's a, it's a two-month, eight-week period before the main fox hunting season begins. And it's something that's been going on years and years. And it's something that needs to be exposed. It's something yeah. that the vast majority of the public have absolutely no idea about. And yet it's arguably more disgusting, more barbaric um, and more unethical on every level than fox hunting itself. And when you think about the sheer numbers of people that have no idea it happens, something needs to be done. There needs to be a big public-facing media project that shines light on this in a way that has never been done before. Yeah, It's so hard making people aware of these things that are happening and we're sort of at a crossroads now i believe where we're successfully time and time again proving that wildlife persecution is rampant and going on across the country something more and different needs to be done and that is the exact reason why i'm then jumping out of a plane is to raise awareness raise funds for this project that's going to be released um, and hopefully show and expose cubbing to as many people as possible. And people that wouldn't necessarily be watching or seeing this type of content as well. That's right, right. something really important and will be very evident when this piece is released in August. It's going to grab the attention of a whole new demographic men between the age of 15 and 40 is going to be a core audience and i think it's be quite evident why that demographic is going to be targeted because it's that area of population that as of now we see by our stats just seem not interested or haven't been exposed to 
the work that we do. So yeah, that's yeah. really important. It's about hitting the mainstream, breaking out of our echo chamber. Um, you're not going to talk about what you'd call the secret project and the thing. and the, um, You're keeping things really tight to your chest at the moment so that it can't, I essentially say it can't be sabotaged or leaked. I feel very fortunate you've told me what it is. And I think it's such a brilliant idea. Very typical of your big picture thinking, actually, Rob. All of the money that you raise from the crowdfunder, all of it is going into this project, isn't it? it there's no ring fencing for anything else, um, everything. And you've told me about it, and it is a very expensive thing, but it will be massively hard hitting. So every penny yeah. that comes in is going straight into this project. Yeah, and I, I would really emphasize that. I mean, the cost price of this production, we've been told, um, had we not have got people to do it for free and pro bono is around £300,000. So it's a very expensive project. Um, I think even if we hit the 20K mark, we, we will still be a little bit under um, in terms of fundraising. So yeah, we will be continuing to make sure that we push it as best we can. It's frustrating me that I can't just sort of shout and scream about what it is but it's going to have so much more impact when it then is released. But we're starting to anger our opponents and it's brilliant to see, to be honest. Yeah, yeah It shows yeah. we're doing something right. And yeah. my message to them would be, if you're getting pissed off now, you've <laughs> you not seen wait. anything. We're at about 1%, 1 or 2% of the total work and plans and ideas that we've got as an organisation going forward over the next few years to really stop this shit that they're doing yeah and i'm sorry for swearing but in you know some cases it calls for it i'm absolutely sick of the stuff that and it's why i'm so excited for the work that we've got around cubbing it needs to be at a point where you can speak to anyone about it and there's no gray area there's no oh but isn't there this argument for it it's a black and white issue it's not needed, it's unnecessary, it's cruel, and we should have moved past it so many years ago. Even on just that level of, have you not got anything better to do um, with your time than to do that? It's just bizarre, totally bizarre. If there's anybody listening to this who's thinking, come on, these guys, are, they can't be telling the truth. Surely hunters wouldn't set dogs on fox cubs. There is an awful lot of information out there once you start to look for it. I mean, this has been proven time and time and time and time again. And you can find it on the hunting sites. And uh, there are people on uh, Twitter and Facebook who quite proudly say, I was out cubbing today. We must never forget that what they're doing is they're using inexperienced fox cubs who don't know how to escape hounds so that the hounds can learn how to kill foxes so they can be used illegally to hunt foxes when, the, as you said, when the so-called fox hunting season starts again, September, October time. I mean, the whole thing is rotten to the core. It's a disgusting oh, thing. If you start Googling or looking into it, they're so brazen and proud of their behaviour. I mean, even the daughter of Jonathan Seed, the ex-hunt master of the Avon Vale hunt, who tried to run for... Police and crime commissioner in Wiltshire. Yeah. We've got proof of his daughter openly on Facebook saying that she was out cubbing. And it's like, they don't care 
about admitting to what they do. There's a great video on YouTube actually of a hunt subgroup approaching a clear cubbing me. And you've got this guy on this horseback sat there static for about an hour, not moving, just staring at this wooded area, being basically shouted at by the sap saying, what are you doing here? What's going on? No, not answering, not speaking back. It's so frustrating. I wish more people knew about this. We're doing everything we can to make sure that that is the case because it's, it's painful. We know it's one of those issues that once people find out about it, any nice, sane, rational human being with even a little shred of compassion in them just be absolutely yeah. disgusted. And hopefully we will join our side and help us do what we can to stop this this um this focus on fox cubbing at the moment it's part of a larger strategy isn't it rob um and there are more and more individuals groups organizations etc coming together than ever before i mean if fox hunters are listening to this they should be under zero illusions that we are coming for them we are going to stop fox yeah. hunting oh 100% this is just one of the angles it's you know alongside the landowner campaign that's obviously been really successful of in recent times. I think beginning to target venues, pubs, businesses, the prop up hunts. Then you've got the side of when it comes to insurance companies um, that behind the scenes facilitate and allow hunting to go on because they provide that safety net for those that go out hunting should there be accidents. And then you've got the aspects of hunting itself, like cubbing, like the role of terrier men, exposing the lie that is trail hunting, getting undercover investigations, you know, releasing things like animations as well, and supporting groups like Action Against Fox Hunting um, on different campaigns behind the scenes, then also trying to take things to Parliament, which we did successfully with two petitions, but also taking people to court and ensuring that that process is done and exposing horrific incidents like the tragic killing of Minnie the cat as well. There's so many ways that we are closing the net on the hunting community and they're getting pissed off. They're getting upset because things are being done. Action is being taken in every way conceivable and we're not going to stop. And of course, a major campaign this year for us again will be with Boxing Day hunts we're currently working on a really comprehensive guide that's going to be sent to every council in the country and a really sophisticated area of our new site that will allow people directly to contact their council not just with a generic sort of ban the hunt it, it's going down to the level of knowing all of the intricate local um, laws and regulations when it comes to road traffic acts and the specific road closures the councils and hunts need to abide by and the health and safety advisory groups that these hunts have to attend by law but haven't been they've been getting away with it for years they've been rampaged across roads and busy town yeah, yeah. centers on boxing day as if they'd run the show and that no law applies to them and yet if any other company forget so many of these hunts and limited companies seemingly doing as they will if mcdonald's decided to run around with loads of dogs selling burgers to people on the streets and had a big parade you know damn well the local council would be pissed off 
and would be doing something and would be standing up and not passing the buck. It's about time that councillors got their act um, into gear and are told of their legal duties and responsibilities. And that's what we'll be doing. And we're working behind the scenes with a legal firm to make sure that that pressure is put on and people have a means of actually approaching each council specifically with the exact guidance that they should be giving them so that we're proactively trying to stop as many hunts or just to make it as hard as possible and have a financial and administrative burden on these groups, something that over time is going to start annoying them and breaking them down. And that's what it's all about. It's about breaking that cycle of presenting this cuddly facade to the public of, isn't this wonderful? We've got all these hounds and we treat them so well and there's all these beautiful horses and people turn up because it's the thing to do. It's just not good enough. They shouldn't be allowed this day to glorify a pastime that's disgusting um, and presenting it as something that it's not. And councils need to take action that they should. And the irony is we can say all the things we're going to do and all the tactics we're going to employ and the angles we're going to use because none of what we're doing is illegal. Yeah, I was just going to bring that point up. We can say exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. At the end of the day, if hunts don't like it, stop breaking the law, stop killing animals, and we won't won't have to annoy you anymore, (laughs) you know, in the most simple form. We wouldn't have a job to do. So... But as far as long as we do have that job, I'll be, I'll be definitely be doing it. And thankfully, we've got people like yourself giving a voice to groups. And there's so many kind-hearted, compassionate people that are tirelessly fighting away and doing what they can to expose these criminals. And we've just got to keep that faith that it will click. The day will come when, you know, these hunts and their sick pastime is over for good and hopefully cubbing is one of them that's that ends sooner rather than later. Exactly, Rob. Just what I said earlier about you having a big picture thinking. Um, you did mention a new website there, which I wasn't going to mention, but perhaps we can talk about that at a, on another date. I mean, we've talked about it in previous podcasts, and anyone who follows you probably knows there's something big brewing, but um, that's quite a complicated story, mm-hmm. that one. So <laughs> we'll leave that for another day. Um, can I make a quick request through you and keep the band there, Rob? If anyone listening to this podcast has stories about witnessing, tackling, stopping, cubbing that they would like to share with Off The Leash, um, you and Keep The Band will help amplify the message, won't you? Help them and us to reach a much yeah, larger audience. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm very keen to hear what anyone has to say or has seen when it comes to cub hunting. Tell us your stories and, yeah, if you've got images, videos, any information, and not just cubbing, any hunting related activity going forwards into the new season we're good people to to tell essentially and we pass on information to all of the local groups and so the hsa and other organizations that work directly in the field as well and relevant information we also pass on to the hunt investigation team and obviously if anybody wants to do a podcast with us then um we can put that out and um, you've got a vast social media reach. You can help us um, spread the word through there as well. They're all working together, that's what counts, isn't it? Um, I'm just going to repeat this message for any cubbers and fox hunters who are listening to this. We are coming after you. We are going to expose you. 
and we are going to stop you. Um, Rob, the jump is on June the 8th. Um, good luck. Thank Have you. Yeah. I'm landing. sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I will give the link to the crowdfunder. And as we said, every single penny from that's raised from that is going into this project, uh, which understandably Rob's not discussing too openly at the moment, but it is going to make a massive difference. I am absolutely convinced of that. Um, Rob, best of luck and thanks for chatting today. Well, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. it nice speaking to you as always. Rob Pownall from Keep the Ban. For more information about Keep the Band's work, please go to keeptheband.uk and follow them on Twitter at keeptheband underscore. If you'd like to support Rob's skydive, please go to Crowdfunder and search Rob's Skydive to Expose Cubbing. Thank you very much for listening. For more audio and blogs on wildlife, animal rights and the environment, please go to offtheleash.substack.com. And if you would like to comment or contact me, perhaps about stories to do with cubbing that you'd like to share with me, please do leave a message on Substack or on my Twitter feed at Charlie Moores.